Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Polar Opposites. I'm your host, Anam's Compendium, and joined with me is my good friend and co-host, That Boy Aqua. Hello. <laughs> you sound very happy to be here. I am happy to be here. It's it, it, I've missed it. Yeah. We haven't recorded an episode in over almost three weeks now because we've both been incredibly busy. I'm in the full swing of final season, so my time is limited. It's been, as the kids would say, a long ass time, like a very long time. It's been a hot minute, yo. Yeah. Poshizi. That's what the kids would say. You know, I, I was listening to another podcast today and they were talking about how uh, Gen Z, as in me, maybe not you, but definitely me, have been like getting old before they get old. <laughs> like Gen Z, Gen Z's like to reminisce over shit that happened like two years ago. You know what? I think I've noticed <laughs> that same thing. And I noticed that I do that. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, I... So I turned 22 in less than a month, and I keep saying, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get older. Damn it. Uh, um, I, 22, that's too old for me. And it's like, no, it's not really. It's like, I feel like 30 is when you should be like, oh, birthdays, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. For... Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Am I keeping that in? <laughs> Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, it, it was a fucking gnarly burp. I'm not going to lie. It was quite... <laughs> You're fucking stupid. That was like a 7 out of 10. That was like cartoonishly loud. It had it girth to it. It didn't sound real. Yeah, that's why it was great. It was awful. I hate you. Anyways, so why don't, uh, Nick, how are you today? I'm doing well. I have finally got some free time on my hands because I have just finished my upcoming video. My video on Soul Hackers, you know, a niche RPG from the 90s that got a re-release for the 3DS like 10 years later. Yeah. And I'm making that video because the sequel's coming out, but I finally, I got it done, and now I can safely say I'm ahead of schedule. Because I mentioned this a couple of times on here, that I was looking for like an editor, and I finally oh, yeah. found one. I found a guy, really nice man. I've known him for a bit before we even worked together. Yeah, he's been like around for a while. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And... It was great working with them, and I hope we can continue again. So now I can safely say I'm ahead of schedule, and that, like, never happens for me. That, and it seemed like there were no hiccups with the editing. None. I, it was just um, kind of good yeah. from the get-go. Yeah, I just watched it back, changed a couple of things that I personally thought would have looked better, and then that's it. It was very smooth. And after your horror story, I was expecting the worst, to be honest. <laughs> I was expecting the worst, too. I <laughs> And that's no offense to him. He's a great guy. He does good work. But it's just like those self-doubts you always have about anything, like when trying something new. Oh, yeah. So how about you, Nolan? Uh, how have you been lately? Uh, awful. Awful. <laughs> my my latest video is a 10 out of 10. Oh. And it, it wasn't a dying light where it came back up after a week. It's like it's, it, it's dead in the water. But uh, my Assassin's Creed Black Flag video, which initially underperformed, is now starting to pick up. That's so I think, good. you know, the the scales of the algorithm are are tipping in just different ways right now. <laughs> the judgment uh, scales of YouTube. I'm also horrible because finals. I have a lot of papers I need to be writing. I spent all day today writing a paper for school instead of talking about video games, which is just inherently the lamest thing ever. Uh, but I do want to bring up that we are actually quite lucky because we have almost crossed a thousand views on the Tony for You episode. Which I think is really fun. For like this out of nowhere podcast, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I, I was just finished telling Nick that I've been promoting the podcast in my videos, but in each case, I've forgotten to link it in the description. So yeah. Uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I made sure to include the link like so close to the top that I'm allowed to. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to edit that after this episode. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I've been OK. I've just been uh, working on some scripts I tried to do two scripts at once. Like I tried to have my main script and then my side script, but I'm getting so into the side script that it's actually like it's messing up the amount of time I give to either. And now I'm just sort of doing half of half of each, hmm. which is not good because my editor has not received a video to edit in over a month. And he kind of relies on me as a consistent client to, you know, pay rent, pay bills and whatnot. So I'm, I'm really feeling under the gun with that. But he, mm -hmm. he knows. He, he's not pressuring or anything, but it, I do want to figure it out. 
I want to bring something up. I haven't run this by you, Nick, but I'm just going to do it because, you know, I have 50% majority. I want to start introducing something called the question of the day or the question of the episode where we'd actually love to hear from you guys. And the reason I say that is because I like reading out people's messages on the podcast. We read out a guy named Ryan Bugle. Uh, we read out his message on uh, episode seven, who's which the idea for that episode came from him. And so we'd like to hear your thoughts on some things, and we'd just like to get a little discussion going. So my question that I'm going to ask you, Nick, and then also put out to anyone listening is, what is your favorite or, in your opinion, the most underrated original soundtrack to a video game? One of the best soundtracks I've heard in recent memory, not Persona, like some people might just assume, mm-hmm. The World Ends With You has some great fucking music. It is oh, yeah. so good. The original game especially, like not uh Neo has a good soundtrack too, but I think the the first game has so many great songs to it. It has such like a unique style, a very modern urban style that you didn't really get out of most RPGs. Like it sounds fantastic. And it's crazy to think that they managed to cram all that into like a DS cart. There's so many different songs in that game. There's like 10 battle themes, multiple overworld themes. Just like random cutscene songs. They all sound great. Yeah. Um, my pick, my favorite would probably be like Persona 4 or 5 or some shit. But mm-hmm. I think uh, as far as recent soundtracks are really good, Neon White has an excellent soundtrack. That's a really cool game. It's a first person kind of speedrunner thing, but that, that has an excellent soundtrack. And I would say the most underrated for me is Gravity Rush 2 mm-hmm. and 1. If I can say both of them, I'm going to cheat and say both of them. Both those games have incredible soundtracks. And I would say Raven's theme from Gravity Rush 2 is probably my favorite, in my top 10 favorite video game songs of all time. Uh Uh-huh. That is a great theme. But I just want to bring up a question. There's a fucking stampede above me. Okay, it's fine. Um, I'm going to shut the door. Give me a sec. (laughs) I wish I had a broom so I could, like, poke the top of my ceiling to say, hey, shut up. I'm doing something. (laughs) Mom, I'm working. It's funny, especially when you have a job that relies almost exclusively on your voice. Yeah, and yet people are like, oh yeah, I'm just going to play the fucking drums upstairs. Surely nobody down below, who by the way, I notify people when I'm doing something. Like, I told my parents last night, I was like, hey, at around 6 o'clock tomorrow, I have some evening commitments. I got to record something. Could we just have a little bit of uh, quietness in the house? And they're like, yep, yep, yeah, of course. And then they don't fucking do it. (laughs) And, And here's what pissed me off. So- for a little bit during COVID, my uh, and actually still now, my uh, stepfather was working from home. And it was really cool because he was working in the basement with me. And so we had a little bullpen and he would go on calls and my mom would vacuum upstairs on her days off or she would like make a bunch of noise. And she's, she's one of those people when she watches TV, she wants it to be like the fucking cinematic IMAX loud as hell kind of thing. <laughs> the surround sound setup. My dad's like that too, by the way. I remember when I was a kid, I was watching TV and it was just at a perfectly fine volume. And he's like, hey, why don't you turn it up? I was like, I can hear it perfectly fine. He's like, but don't you want to hear everything? And he was trying to explain to me how nice it is, but I've never understood listening to stuff loud. I mean, music, yes, but TV, I don't get it. Anyways, she's making all this noise. And eventually I go upstairs because I'm getting pissed off. And I'm like, hey, you know, he's on a call right now, right? And she's like, oh, well, it has noise canceling headphones. And I thought... Oh my god. That's not how it works. Just just because I can't hear it doesn't mean my microphone can and and, and yeah, I, and so you know what I think it is? I think it is some people just don't understand. And so I don't think they're trying to be assholes. I think they just don't get it. Anyways, uh back to what I was trying to transition into before I went down a big side tangent, which I've never done on the podcast by the no, way. No, never. Ryan Bugle actually left another comment and he said, "Here are some questions." Obviously, you use your channels to talk about games, but what are some games that you love that you couldn't really talk about or didn't weren't sure how to make a full video on or you didn't think it would get the viewership to warrant a full video? And for me, uh, I've said this a few times, uh, the Skate series I love, but until recently, I didn't really know how I would tackle something like that. But since I do, uh, I've sort of figured it out now. I'm kind of working on a video for that. But my new answer would be Minecraft. I love Minecraft, and that's like been kind of actually like a real cornerstone of of gaming for me growing up. But I don't have any in depth thoughts on it. It's just one of those things that kind of it scratches that sandbox itch for me, and it makes me. Uh, it's a very relaxing game, and I I like it a lot. There's a lot of games like that, but I would say that's the most significant. That I don't even want to make a video on it. 
Like, I don't care about talking about Minecraft. It's it's glorified Legos. I love it. And I there's not much more I can say than that. What about you? <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned Minecraft because I would say Terraria. Because Terraria is a massive game. And I've tried looking for some in-depth videos on it. But it's, yeah. I haven't really seen any that are striking the chord that I'm specifically looking for. Mm-hmm. And I've thought a couple of times, like, you know, I think it would be really cool to make a video like dedicated to Terraria talking about its incredible progression loop and how it always encourages you. Like it's so addicting. You keep just want to play. You want to get more shit, which lets you fight even bigger and badder enemies. It's really cool. It's a great game, but I don't think (laughs) people who watch my videos really care. Another one is um, for a very long time. I've always wanted to talk about no more heroes. Oh yeah. And other pseudo games. But I'm more so still trying to find a way to properly do it. Because for those who are unaware, I actually tried to make a video on this. I'm not sure if I even talked about it. I know I told you about it. I've read it. Or I've read what you had. Yeah, he read a little bit of what I had. And by the way, what you read is completely different than what I want to do now. Really? Like your opinion has changed that much? It's not even that the opinion has changed. It's more so the way I want to structure it. Oh. But I really like the No More Heroes series, and despite its very goofy nature, it's actually a very clever game about the commentary of the media we consume, mm-hmm. and how like casual violence is integrated in it, and the dangers of obsessing over fiction. It's very cool. That first game is like way fucking smarter than people give it credit for, and I would love to talk about it, but I'm not sure. Um, I, <laughs> this couple issues. One, uh, demonetization. That game is very. <laughs> unad friendly if you know yeah. you know for sure uh the second one is is there a way to turn blood off or to make it not red i'm pretty sure in europe instead of blood it was actually black mist oh at least i think that's what it was i know there's a copy of the game that's censored like that but i also kind of think that it ultimately devalues what it's trying to say Ooh. like i'm of the opinion that uh, when you start changing and censoring certain things it can leave a pretty noticeable impact on something that's trying to be more than just a piece of entertainment. And obviously, mm-hmm. I am encouraged. I, I encourage like these kind of uh, settings, or at the very least, a warning, so that people who are sensitive to those kind of things don't have any sort of thing triggered that makes them uncomfortable without being fully aware of what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. Like there was that one game that included an option to skip a very graphic scene. I forget what it's called. And I'm also being very vague. It had something. Was to do it with Modern like, Warfare Two? That's one of them. Yeah. They gave you the option to skip No Russian. Yeah, that's one of them. And I appreciate those options, but I also I'm also the one who likes to experience something in its original vision, right? Yeah. And I personally think that removing the blood from No More Heroes would have a very sizable impact on its message. And even in other contexts, like, just because I know Modern Warfare 2, No Russian is an integral, like, turning point in the game. Mm -hmm. And there's also a, uh, yeah, I don't know, we'll not go into that rabbit hole. But yes, I I agree that sometimes, even if something is graphic, it is graphic for a reason. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, No Russian was to show that, I mean, it's the bad guy. Like, that's that's the whole point of the mission uh, on the surface is to show that, like, the bad guy is actively killing people and whatnot. But then there's greater implications in the plot that I won't get into because rabbit hole. Yeah. And that's also not to say that there aren't times where games are exploitive mm-hmm. in their nature to shock people. But I personally Hatred. think No More Heroes is very tasteful about it, despite yep. its outwardly gratuitous nature. Or, or even when it's not necessarily tasteful, like, it has a reason to be there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not there just for chalk. Yeah, and I would I would absolutely love to talk about that game, but <laughs> a couple of roadblocks might need um <laughs> might that'd might need... be a good Patreon goal. It'd be a yeah, it, it would have to be something I won't have to worry too much about my income about. And I know that might sound like oh you're just doing it for money. No, it's just that I gotta pay rent, right? And and also that's not a fair criticism to tell a YouTuber who ha- whose full time job is being like. Oh, yeah, you're doing it for money. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> money makes the fucking world go around, dude. I'm not just, I'm not going to sit here on some artsy-fartsy bullshit and be like, no, I'm not going to put any ads on my videos because I want to yada, 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 artistic intent, whatever. And and I know there's some YouTube channels that do that. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I, I have one in my mind that I can't remember. But I know that they say, 
they don't want to put ads on their videos because they have a stable job. They don't need YouTube as a second income. And I understand that. And obviously, if I could make the same amount of money from YouTube without having to do sponsorships or ads, of course I'd do it. But at the same time, you got to make a living somehow. Mm-hmm. And especially this is especially the case when those same people that will get mad at you for doing shit for the money will get mad that you're not covering like obscure game that only one guy in Indonesia played or when you're not releasing a brand new hour-long critique every day kind of thing. Yeah. I think it just all plays into the unrealistic uh, expectations of a YouTuber. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I'd love to talk about, but I just can't. Like, I'm a fucking... I'm a huge fan of Ratchet and Clank, and I would love to give that thing, like, a whole retrospective, but oh, I yeah. just can't. My channel's not large enough. It's not there yet. Yeah. I feel like if you... After a few more years, once you have a more dedicated fan base that'll watch anything you put out, I think then you could give it a try. Yeah. Because then you'll have a core audience that'll boost the video enough that other people from the Ratchet community will come in and look at it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if we're there yet, but who knows? I, I hate to interrupt you. I'd fucking love to talk about God Hand. Oh, yeah. That lo- that's a cool looking game. Oh. Um, Never played it. God Hand is sick. I'm a huge fan of action games. Some of you might know. God Hand, right up my alley. I love that game. It is sick. Anyways, enough about me. What about you, Nolan? Anything else? Anything other than Skate? No. no not, none that I can think of off the top of my <laughs> well, head. Well, there we go. <laughs> because I'm very lucky in that my bread and butter, which is open world games, is mostly the bread and butter of my audience as well. Like, I mean, you think about like Infamous, Spider-Man, Batman, Assassin's Creed, all of those series or those kinds of videos perform well on my channel, and they're also the ones I love playing the most. If I had to take a pick of uh, something that's not skate, and this is not because I don't think it will get views or because I don't know how to critique it, but I would love to make a video on GTA 5, uh, especially GTA Online as well. I have a lot of love for that series, and or not, the series and the game uh, specifically, and it was also one of... GTA 5 was like... I, I say Minecraft was a cornerstone of my childhood. GTA 5 was a cornerstone of my teenage years. Mm-hmm. and the only thing stopping me is that it is such a big game that I don't know how I could handle all of it. I don't know how I could comprehensively do all of that, and and I don't know if I could handle making a three-hour video or making working on a product or a piece of media for so long and getting engaged in it for so long to actually make it good because something you might notice about some of my longer videos is once I hit the hour mark, I start to trail off. Like in Dying Light, I was really specific about what I liked and didn't like about the main story. But once I got into the final bits of DLC, I'm sort of burnt out on it. And I feel like I'm, you know, I, I just want to almost get it over with. Like the Hell Raid DLC from Dying Light. I hated that so much. And it was, I also played it at the end of everything else. So it's already, oh, I'm so done playing this game. I've played it so much. And for me specifically, when I make a video on something, I find that I get really engrossed in it for weeks i was walking home the other day and in my head i was thinking huh i really like the way skate 3 does this level design and it's like fucking insane like i i I think i'm a bit of a psychopath but i can't disconnect my brain from whatever i'm working on currently and so if i gotta work on a video for longer than a month that's when i find i start getting really tired of it and so GTA 5, I don't know how I could do that unless I split it up into parts, but I don't really want to do that. There's also the unfortunate reality that, you know, I'm okay spending three weeks on a video to have a bomb. Like, I, I mean, obviously I don't prefer it, but I'm, I'm financially stable enough that I can deal with that. I can't, I'm not financially stable enough to take three months to work on a video just for nobody to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And again, if I, if I was one of those fortunate YouTubers that was earning like, some people are earning like two grand a month on Patreon, then yeah, that'd be a different story. But that's not where I'm at right now. And so GTA 5 is just a beast that I can't, I don't think I can mentally tackle yet just by pure size alone. And I think, I think a similar thing would go for something like Skyrim, but I've actually, actually have a lot of in-depth thoughts on Skyrim already. So who knows? Yeah. So I I don't want to stay on this for for too long uh, because this next one is a great, question and let's try and make it brief so we can get to the uh, real topic of the episode what is uh this is again from ryan bugle he asks what are some channels that inspire you or that you currently look up to so maybe just give one channel currently that you find you you look up to and you're inspired by 
Um, I really look up to creators like some call me Johnny, huge inspiration. Mm-hmm. Dude's got plenty of drive, uploads frequently. He goes into enough depth while also having plenty of humor in there. His style, super good. And I don't take direct inspiration from his style, but more so his work ethic. I want to get to the point where I can make videos at the at the pace he can. Like I think that's I think that's a good goal. I completely agree. I actually don't watch a ton of video essay people anymore. Like the channels I look up to the most are like fucking super mega <laughs> or like some kind of a channel like that, but I think as far as video essay stuff goes, um I would say a definite inspiration would be totally no. Cause I try not to take inspiration from other video like essay creators because I don't want to accidentally rip them off at all. But I would say definitely the ones that I enjoy watching the most would be Joseph Anderson, white light. And Oh my God, there's one more that I'm not thinking of. Oh no. Uh, Oh, I've been, I've been really enjoying radical soda lately. Mm -hmm. He has some good Pokemon videos. That I've been kind of working my way through king k is also great like kind of all the people you could think of off the top of your head those are the ones i'm into i'm a basic bitch i don't know any of the the up-and-comers yet i don't know any of the up-and-comers yet but if i find a good essayist i'll watch them for sure oh yeah mr hammers makes uh great videos and he's i think he has forty thousand subscribers so he's he's established but he's not one of the 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 major guys yet he'll get there but he covers a lot of uh like old school ps2 ps1 games and so his videos just kind of have this like nostalgic coziness to it Mm -hmm. and they're cool videos i've talked to him uh before he's he's a nice guy i like him i saw this uh channel recently where they just focus mostly on specific aspects of sonic games he talked about one of the most infamous levels of Sonic Lost World for like 20 minutes. It was like one of the second to last stages about like, it, it had something to do with like rail grinding and dodging bomb carts. Haven't it, played it. He so talked about it for you. like 20 minutes. It was such, it was such a well-made video. I always get jealous of uh, YouTubers that can talk about like the most boring shit. Like fucking Emperor Lemon makes a 40 minute video of about a new Coke and my eyes are glued to the screen the entire time. <laughs> And I, I, I finished watching. I'm like, how did he do that? Also, one of the most underrated essay channels right now is Golden Boat. <laughs> Golden Bolt. Golden Bolt is great. <laughs> he's, he's really good. Sorry, Golden Boat. Fuck Golden me. Boat. Golden Bolt's great. I actually um I found him because he made a Ratchet 3 video. That's how I was introduced to him. And I found him because of his uh Tools of Destruction video. Yeah, that guy that guy puts a lot of research into his oh, yeah. stuff. He yeah. goes over so many like behind the scenes aspects like Shit I didn't even know about. <laughs> yeah. It makes you think about games differently. Oh, yeah. Like, just providing that extra bit of context can completely change the way you look at something. And I think he's doing a great job at fairly representing stuff like that. 100%. So, the next topic we have on our list is uh, any news slash stuff we're working on. But do we want to just skip that and get into Yeah, I think we've topic? been talking enough. We yeah, don't really we have really... anything else going on. We're just fucking working. Yeah. So... The topic for this episode is obviously cons, conventions, uh, you know, PAX, Anime Expo. Uh, there's actually a convention going on right now. It's uh, some anime convention. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Is that still uh, going? No, it's a different one from the Anime Expo, I think. Oh. Uh, so I have a question for you. What were your thoughts of conventions growing up? It's funny. As a, as a wee lad, I thought conventions were the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Not because I wanted to go see specific, like, venues, like, specific, oh, events there. I just wanted to go and, like, buy old games from, like, vendors. Oh. Genuinely. For me, it was, like, the idea of... Because at at conventions, a lot of YouTubers would have panels. Like, I know Rooster Teeth has had panels for years. Uh, Game Grumps have done panels before. And uh, the Creatures have done panels. And as a kid growing up watching those guys, I was thinking... That's amazing. I would love to go see these guys in real life, get a photo with them. And there were other things like games would get revealed at like PAX East or something like that or uh, E3. And I thought that was such a cool idea. And I think I I, honestly, I think I idealized it a lot in my head more than actually because I never looked into going because I knew that it would be uh, expensive and I have never liked traveling. So it's Mm -hmm. always kind of been off the table, uh, even as a young lad. But they definitely felt like this perfect, oh, we're going to go see all these cool games, meet a bunch of cool YouTubers and whatnot. And uh, so that leads into my next question. Have you ever wanted to go to a con before? I would say E3 
And I, do you really count that as a convention? I, I'd say I would. Do you count I'd say that I would. Because I think it, E3 was so radically different from something like Anime Expo and all that for obvious reasons. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure both you and I really want to go to E3. I'd be more excited to go to PAX. Uh, any reason for that? Uh, just the videos I've seen online, it seems like it's a little more grassroots and because E3 feels like an event, like it feels like a show. Well, it is a show, um, but PAX seems more like Anime Expo in the way that it's just kind of people getting together. There's different venues. You can go try a game or something like that or see what people are doing. And yeah, hmm. uh, but I would be down to go go to E3 or something like that. I think if I was ever going to go to a convention, I'd want to go with you. Or mm-hmm. somebody else who's equally as invested in it as me. But of course, I-, I think the thing about cons that people don't think about is that y- we see a lot of YouTubers. They'll post videos of, hey, we went to Anime Expo. We went to blah, blah, blah. And they make it seem like it's all fun and games. But I feel like in reality, and let me let me lay it out here. I've never been to a convention. Uh, but I feel like in reality, it is a little more boring than that. And... and I think there are some people who get caught up in this idea that you're going there to meet people. And, you know, we've seen stories online of I went to a convention to meet my favorite YouTuber and all I got was a photo. And so I don't know if people are thinking that they're going to go there and like get dinner with their favorite YouTuber or (laughs) that they're just going to be able to show up at E3 and Insomniac will be like, yes, you want to play our unreleased video game that we have not announced to the public yet? Like, I think there's... (laughs) <laughs> because yes, sir, you see Mr. things like pardon it said yes sir mr ted price yeah it's like you see shit um when spider-man ps4 was coming out there were i think it was pax or it might have been e3 they had a demo area where you could actually play the game for a bit i think that and was, was three yeah and that was really cool but n- nobody really does that or not nobody but that doesn't happen as often as i think people think mm-hmm. and so i think uh i would like to go to a con but it would have to be one on a very strict budget because I don't want to spend that much money on traveling, which I already don't like doing. That and it would have to be something. It would have to be something that I really want to go to, not just. Uh, I wouldn't want to go just to, like fucking get a picture with a YouTuber or some shit. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, especially when a lot of it is streamed online. But we'll get to that later. Uh, so, what do you think are some of the pros and cons of cons? <laughs> That's a weird way of putting it. Oh, I'd uh, specifically put it that way. I would say that the pros of just going to a convention in general is probably meeting like a lot of people who are interested in the same shit that you are. Yeah, like-minded individuals. Yeah. And it's different than just talking to some Randy random online because it's oh, face-to-face. Yeah. There's a bit of a surreal feeling to that that you just don't get anywhere else. And <laughs> there, there, of course, there's the meme that, oh, they don't shower, which is true. Yeah. That, that is a really awful awful thing that happens and i believe that is the first con to going to conventions but just meeting new people that happen to be fans of like the same anime or the same comic book is a really cool thing and it can also be a great opportunity to get exclusive merchandise made by those fans that you can't get anywhere else i think on a small scale you and i've gone or i don't know if you've gone have you gone to a super smash bros tournament before no nothing 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 like big no, but, like, have you gone to, like, a high school one? Oh, that's, like, the most, yeah, I've ever done. Because I remember I went to one at a high school, and it was a pretty big event. Um, oh, I think you went to it as well. It was that LAN party that they did at the one high school that, that one I used school? to live by. Yeah. Yeah, I... That was... I, that wasn't a convention, but just this idea of a bunch of gamers sort of, like, congregating together. And it was really cool because I would just walk up to some dude at a CRT and be like, Yo, you want to play Melee? And he was like... Hell yeah, dude! And then we plug it in. We just play video games. Like it was, it was so cool meeting all these like-minded people. Especially because, I mean, you guys know it's high school, all right? You get caught with a 3DS and you're getting a swirly or some shit. You know what I mean? Like it, it is <laughs> swirly. What is this? 1950. <laughs> but you get what I mean. Like it's people make fun of you. Yeah. It's hard to find such a welcoming and warm environment like i would never be able to like i couldn't every smash tournament i went to i never felt ashamed to play smash because that was everyone there thought it was so cool and so did i and so everyone's so accepting of each other and everyone's so kind because actually some sometimes they're not kind um but who knows we'll 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 get to that but I think that I think you're right. That is one of the pros is just being in this environment with a bunch of people who are there for the same reasons you are and are into the same things that you're into. That's huge. 
and and it's different than being in a chat room because they're real mm-hmm. they're actually there i and uh, this is gonna sound head ass but i go into for example i'm in a uh, valorant looking for group server uh so i can just find people to squat up with in the middle of the night and yes it is cool just meeting new people and shooting the shit with them about the game but they're not real it's it's a digitized voice through my headset. It's text on a screen. I, I, there's a inherent disconnect. But when you're in person with somebody, it is like you're you're there. It's real. It's reality. It's not curated. Mm-hmm. The, there's it's authentic. You know, it's like whenever you and I go to like a movie once every like four years, and it's like, oh my god, it's Nolan. There he is. Yeah, I'd say boy. I don't feel that as much because I've met you before. I mean, and we have seen each other in real life many a time so when i talk to you online it definitely it actually feels like i'm talking to you nick (laughs) to the point where sometimes when you're talking to me i will have an image of my mind in my mind of you sitting at your desk physically talking i thought you were about to say you pull up a picture of me and just like look at it as if i'm speaking directly to you (laughs) i don't have any photos of you there's no photos of me nick does not want to reveal what he looks like online and so even in photos that like I take for fun. I, I've o- I, I think I've always been pretty respectful. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that one time. <laughs> that was so dumb. Uh, can we talk about it? I would love to talk about it. That's so funny. So me and Nick used to, uh, before we did this, we used to meet up in person and do a Let's Play together. It was called Gamer Boys. It was really cool, whatever. Uh, and when we... Uh, when the we the first day up, we met up to do it, by the way. I We were both really tired because I had work uh, in the afternoon. And so I'd come over at like 7.30 or it was like 8.30. We would both be dead tired running off of like energy drinks and we'd record and then I'd go to work. And I remember I got there and my mom was like, hey, I'll be coming around later. Do you want me to pick you up and drive you to work? And I thought, that's great. And so I was like, hey, Nick, can I text her my or can I text her your address? She gives me his address. And I copy and paste it from his message into my Discord server for some reason because I had like a brain fart. And then I sent it and I immediately was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And I deleted it. (laughs) I don't think anyone saw it because I mean, and it was an out of context message too. Like there was no, I didn't say Nick's address. It was just just the the address on its own. (laughs) And it was there for maybe three seconds, but it was, uh, yeah, it's not my proudest moment. so funny. I was like, uh, I hate having brain farts because I, I always feel like such an idiot, but that was one of my worst. A really bad one I had this past weekend was uh, we were going out for a friend's birthday, me and my girlfriend, and she had bought a card and got me to sign it. And I just like saying, happy birthday from Nolan. Keep it simple. I had a little bit of tequila before I started writing, and I spelt birthday wrong three separate times. Oh, my God. <laughs> and. I felt so fucking stupid by the end of it because it was just like, God, how do you mess that up? And I had somewhat of an excuse, but yeah, it was just, I hate having brain farts. Or <laughs> we've talked about, I'm like slightly dyslexic because I'll read the word untie as unite for some reason. <laughs> like I just get it jumbled in my head. And for for ages when I was playing Far Cry 4, I would go to untie somebody and it would say, and I thought it would say unite. And I'm like, that's a weird way of using it, but maybe we're <laughs> uniting the people in the rebellion. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and so rather than question my eyes, <laughs> I've exalted them with this fucking trust that they can never be wrong. And I just question the game instead. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, for me, some of the pros of going to a convention now uh, would be that we would get to meet people. I would love to go to a convention and meet a viewer, meet somebody who watches my videos, and I would love to meet other YouTubers. Like, you know how cool it would be to run into, I don't know, like uh, Joseph Anderson at a convention? I would go up to him and I would be like, you've been such an inspiration for me. Like, I'd be like, I love your videos, dude. And he'd probably be like, oh, thank you. And then walk away. But it's... <laughs> it would still be cool to just sort of like meet your idol kind of thing. Yeah. I guess the cons of it now though is COVID has turned conventions into a biohazard. Oh yeah. Straight <laughs> Anime up Expo Resident was, Evil Warfare. It was bad. And I would not want to go to a convention now because until COVID gets a little more under control. And and as of recording this, it's like, yes, we have our vaccines and people aren't people aren't dying from COVID as much, I don't think. 
but people are still getting it at like a super high rate. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I don't want to get it because I have an immunocompromised family member and because I haven't caught it in the last almost three years now. And I'm thinking, son of a bitch, I'm not catching it now. I've, I've gone too long at this point. I got to keep the streak going. Still don't even want but, to catch it in general. Even if you, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Even if you just get it, there's there's a chance you can get long term effects. One of my friends has long term COVID. Really? Yeah. And so is is his lung capacity just shot? Yeah, he like gets tired oh. super easily. Some days he's just like exhausted, can't do anything. He describes it as like some days he's just like a zombie. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh, we've been lucky to have not caught it yet. I've got it. Which is. <laughs> And actually, let's let's talk about that thing I was talking about earlier. I don't like this new mindset of because COVID is not as bad anymore. It seems that there's like a weird shift where people now care more about COVID than anything else. Mm -hmm. And a thing I often hear people saying is, you know, somebody will go out even if they're sick, but then they'll say, oh, it's not COVID. I've been tested. And my first thought is always, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you go out if you've been puking all morning just because it's not COVID? Like, stay home. And, and there's so many people that think, oh, well, you know, I have fucking, I have this awful flu where uh, my eyes are bleeding and I'm puking. But don't worry, guys, it's not COVID. So, yeah, I'll come to this party tonight. And it's as if because they don't have COVID, people just don't give a shit about other people anymore. And I think it's so fucking inconsiderate. And this is not a dig at people who are in financial situations where they can't afford to stay home. Or, you know, if, if your job is you going into an office and you're in your own separate room and you don't have to talk to anybody. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Like I get it. But especially if you're doing something like retail or if you're seeing the public, if you're working with the public, I think, yeah, if you're sick, you should stay home. It's, it's really shitty to not stay home. If you, uh, if, if you can, it's bad for yourself and it's also bad for other people. Yeah. And and again, it's I I understand that if you're sick, you still have to get stuff done. You know, I've even when I've been sick, I've gone out because, you know, I got to hand in a paper or something like that. Uh there's there's some exceptions, but just a general rule of thumb. I see a lot of people just not caring about anything that's not COVID, and I think that's really stupid. <laughs> because even if you're a COVID denier, the fucking the common cold still exists. Like we should I I don't want to catch the common cold because I'm one of those people where illnesses hit me really hard. If I get sick, I'm hard and fast recovery. Like if I get hit with a common cold, I am like bedridden for two days and then I'm chill. And there are some people who will get the common cold for like three weeks, but they, they have like sniffles and that's it. But I'm just saying for people like myself, I don't want to get sick at all. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's COVID, common cold, flu, even like food poisoning or something like that. Like I don't want to get, I don't want to get anything bad. So stop being assholes. And I bet you there's plenty of people who have gone to conventions saying, oh, well, I don't have COVID. I'm just a little sick. Uh, what? Anyways. So because of COVID and because cons conventions were, were very unsafe for a while. I mean, they're happening now. And yeah, there's there's high risk when you go in there. But before it was, you know, I th actually it was against the law to host conventions for a bit. Uh, so what they did, what a lot of companies did to remedy this is they started doing online shows. And... I want to ask you, Nick, how do you feel about those online shows? Do you think they're better or worse than the in-person equivalent? Uh, I think it's a case-by-case -case basis. There are two distinct lines for this whole convention conversation, in my opinion. There's mm -hmm. things like fan-ran, like, there's conventions surrounding media that is being hosted by fans or whatever. You got your stuff like Anime Expo, even, like, stuff like Comic-Con to an extent, yeah. Which, while a professional business, benefits a lot from being there in person. Yeah, because, I mean, cosplay for things like that are huge. There's cosplay. There's just artists trying to sell their work. That's a huge thing for them. Yeah. Like I said, it's just a great community-driven thing where you get to meet like-minded people. Yeah, thrives on being in person. Mm -hmm. But then you get something like E3. And while I said I've always wanted to go to E3, over the years it's been becoming a lot less relevant because E3 is almost exclusively reserved for like the big companies, right? Like trying yeah, to yeah, like announce new projects. Yeah. And to be fair, that is a lot of what people are there for. Even as a kid, I would only tune into E3 to see what's announced. Yeah. And that's the thing. You said tuned into E3 because nowadays that stuff 
always online. They always oh, yeah. stream E3. They've been doing it for years. And back in something like the 90s, E3, I can see it easily being justified. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But nowadays, in the streaming era where anyone can see anything, it's been becoming a lot less, I want to say, unique. Because nowadays, we have stuff like Nintendo Direct. We have yeah. State of Play. We have the Microsoft Showcase. I'm not like... I think they still do stuff with E3. I know Sony hasn't done it for a, a, a few years at this point. And Nintendo yeah. hasn't done it in a long time. It's always just been a Nintendo Direct. And all these companies are slowly breaking away from the, I, I guess for a lack of a better term, the E3 shackles that they just stream their stuff. It saves them money and people are guaranteed to watch it anyways. So in the context of like announcing stuff, E3, the physical space... <laughs> It doesn't really exist much anymore. It seems like E3 is more of a cleanup crew. Here's everything that didn't get announced at <laughs> the State of Play, yeah. the Microsoft Forward, Nintendo Direct. And I mean, that leads into, we're kind of tackling two questions at once here, but this idea of every developer or publisher has a showcase. Mm-hmm. You have Nintendo Direct, you have the Microsoft Showcase, whatever it's called. You have Sony, you have... um. You know, Ubisoft did a specific show for Skull and Bones, which, by the way, looks like shit. And it's it's almost nullifying E3 because what else are you what are you going to go to E3 for? They're not announcing anything. So I I really I, I don't I don't know why you would go there. And imagine if, if Nintendo Directs became a show like you go to Nintendo of America's venue to to go watch Nintendo things live. I, I, I don't see that happening, but it's just, you don't need E3 anymore. Yeah, I know Um, the last few years Sony was there, they would only have like four games or something. Mm-hmm. And they tried to do something, like they tried to spice it up, make the events more lively. Like when they showed off a trailer for The Last of Us 2, they brought some of the press into a tent that was modeled to look like the one featured in the game's cutscene that they showed. <laughs> Yeah, you you were mentioning this earlier. I was mentioning this a couple of days ago to you. And they had some guy play the theme on a guitar or whatever. Uh, I thought you said it was a banjo. It was on whatever the fuck instrument it was. <laughs> I just thought it was a banjo because <laughs> they're in Texas or some shit. And, like, I guess that's kind of cool. Like, for Ghost of Tsushima, they had a guy play the pan flute, I think. I think that was it. They, they had cool. him play something. And that was kind of cool, I guess. But... At the end of the day, it, people were only there to see the games, right? Yeah. So it feels like the the diminishing returns question comes up a lot. Like, what? how much money are you putting into this? And how much of that is like a loss to you? And I feel as though Sony kind of recognized that the, uh, the E3 ship has sailed and that we should just stream it. Yeah. I know when the PlayStation 5 announcement happened, that wasn't an E3 thing at all. That was all just, um, that was all a stream. But I'm, and I get that people would say that, oh, it's because of COVID or whatever. And I don't really think that's the case. I think COVID accelerated it. Like, yeah. like COVID acted as a catalyst and just pushed things along their natural path a little bit faster. I, th- I think because of Nintendo Directs and whatnot, yeah, Sony would have eventually mm-hmm. done it. And, and many other developers. Because I mean, Hype for a game doesn't come from a convention anymore. It comes from Twitter. It comes from these major news outlets like Kotaku and Polygon, which are going to report on it no matter what. Especially hype culture nowadays. You don't even have to show gameplay. You could show uh, in a silhouette of Ellie from The Last of Us and the internet's going to go insane. Like it is, <laughs> you don't need, what's, what, is it Jeff Keighley, the guy who does Summer Games Fest? Yeah, that's the guy. You don't need him to be like, okay guys, we're doing Last of Us 3 now. Here's a brand... You don't need that. You need some random Reddit account to be like, hey, I got a leak for The Last of Us 3. Check out this image. And it's some, like, Roblox shit. And half the fucking articles are still going to pick it up anyways. <laughs> and Artic- honestly... These outlets, by the way, are literally writing articles on games that are not out. Think about... We talked about this the other day. That GTA 6 leaked videos that YouTubers have been posting... That genre of YouTube video is older than a majority of the Grand Theft Auto 5 updates. Yep. Like, and there's been no information on GTA 6 until, like, a few months ago. And they only just said that they're working on it. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Saved You a Click video games as a Twitter account? Yeah. And 
the entire point of it is to just explain what an article is in one sentence and the idea is like to counteract clickbait because what these articles will do is they'll say gta 6 might be coming in 2023 here's everything we, we know and then the article will be gta 5 was a very popular game and blah 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 gta 5 for four paragraphs and then it will say we haven't heard anything on gta 6 yet but fans are still speculating that we might hear something about it from 2023 maybe even a release date and it's like, so you don't even need to announce anything and these articles are going to go insane. I mean, fans go wild over uh, EA. They went wild over EA re-trademarking or re-renewing um, like the copyright or whatever for the skate name. And they're like, oh, does this mean a new skate game's coming out? And it's like, that was in 2015 or some shit. And yeah, retrospect, yeah, Skate 4 is happening. We can talk about that later. Kill me. But it, it's, you don't need an award show anymore is the point I'm trying to say. Hype is so easy to stir up if you're a big name developer. And it's funny. Uh, I honestly find the prospect of a trailer just being uploaded without any sort of fanfare to be way more exciting. Oh yeah, I think it's cool as hell. Because when you're in the when you're in the venue, you're expecting something kind of big. But if you're just on YouTube and then so Sony suddenly goes Spider-Man Two announcement trailer here, it's just like whoa, whoa, really? Like it's way more shocking, and I think adds to it. Yeah. And this actually goes well with uh, the music industry. Like, I find the, the most hype album releases are always the ones that are a surprise. I think Beyonce does this a lot. She'll just drop an album. She doesn't announce it. A lot of... Um, and that's because... Now, granted, that's a different thing with the music industry where labels say you have to get a certain amount of social media likes before you can release an album. Mm. But, I mean, I find the most enjoyable releases, and this even comes for YouTubers as well, is just dropping something hey here it is and not revealing anything until you're ready dude that day when i woke up and yms uploaded his lion king 2019 part one that was huge except he did kind of hype it up because he said yeah it'll be done next month for like two years or something yeah but no one ever expected <laughs> it would actually be done yeah me neither i gave up i was like <laughs> yeah it's not coming out whatever but yeah i i agree i think uh by the way one of the issues with cons that we didn't talk about was or we mentioned it but i really want to restate it the smell is it would be horrendous mm -hmm. because even from my short uh time in this super smash bros competitive scene some of the tournaments i went to smelled awful and it was truly like you'd shake hands with somebody and you'd like wipe your hand on your pant leg you know what i mean you're like ugh, yeah. and yeah, I, I just, uh, it was just like really sweaty and gross and we joke about it a lot, but I really think if you're going to host a video game tournament, you should have deodorant checks at the door. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure one of the Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, I think they do that now. <laughs> do they actually? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is a rule. It's like, if you're, if your opponent smells too bad, that your opponent smells bad, that's immediate disqualification. Yeah, I just don't know how people can like leave the house without showering and i mean i get it sometimes you may not smell it like i i've you know i there are times where i will in, in years prior i finished a workout and i thought like oh i don't smell myself like i'm probably okay and my friend will be like no dude you should go take a shower like it happens but if you're going to an event or something like that i don't know do people just like not how do, how do i put it they don't touch themselves up like if i'm going out for you know, every time we go see a movie, I have cologne that I never use. I always put cologne on if I'm going out with somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's a friend, uh, Melanie, if I'm going to... Uh, it, when I went to tournaments, like, you always want to look good if you're going to something like that or smell good. And maybe that's just me being, like, a metrosexual or something. But that is, like, yeah, I think that's really important. And I don't know how people just don't <laughs> put deodorant on <laughs> or how people just don't brush their teeth. It's insane to me. So... There's one more issue that we want to talk about with cons, and this has its own section because I, I think we could get a lot of mileage out of this, and I think this is something that is overlooked a lot, is uh, cons and traveling to conventions cost money. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, when you are a youngin, you might get caught up in the idea of meeting your idol so much so that you end up spending too much money or spending money you don't have to go meet them. And not only will you be disappointed because you're not going to get this like dream fantasy of, oh my god, I met X YouTuber at con and now we're sleeping in the same hotel bed or some shit you're gonna be looking at a lot of cash and 
the reason I know this is a problem is because a lot of people don't realize how expensive it is and they don't learn until they go on a or they go on a trip to a convention. Uh, for example, there was this Twitter personality I saw, and I don't know the full story, so I'm not going to get too far into it. Um, but what I was able to glean from some of the cryptic tweets was that this lady had gone on a trip with a another person and they said that they would split all the costs of the trip, but the guy was going to pay for it and she was just going to hit him back after or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the two of them together racked up six grand going on the, the trip. Oh my God. And they were both like, we don't know how this happened. We have no money to get home. <laughs> and the, the problem with this is that we don't know what they actually spent their money on. And people are joking saying that they were buying like dream hoodies or something like that. <laughs> but it, it really does cost a lot. I think about when um, my girlfriend and I, we went to go stay somewhere in like farther into British Columbia. We went and we stayed for five days and we easily, excluding the hotel, we spent like a couple hundred bucks up there because we bought groceries. We went out for dinner. We, you know, we, we just, and obviously if you're going on a trip, like, you know, you don't have to live super tight. But even then though, I'm thinking we were gone for, I think it was five, six days maybe. And I think our total excluding the hotel was like $800. It's and that's like a highball estimate. Yeah, it's super hmm? easy to rack up money. And that, but here's the thing. That was $800 and that was, we weren't keeping track of our money. And so the idea of somebody spending six grand is like, how? Because <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying $800 between the two of us. Like, and, and to me, I thought that was a shitload of money, to be honest with you. But I mean, again, this is like a highball estimate. And we, I think we ate out three times on the trip. But yeah, I, I just have no idea how that, uh, how that happens. And for a more personal story, I knew someone at my old job who I didn't know him too well, but I walked up to him because he had a Twitch beanie on. And I was like, yo, are you a streamer or something? He was like, yeah, dude, I stream. And I was like, oh, that's sick. And during the time that we were kind of shooting the shit, I think uh, it was PAX West had just happened. And I was uh, asking him, I was like, yeah, have you ever been to a convention? He was like, yeah, I went, uh, I went two years ago. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he was telling me that he, he you know, Saw some cool games, saw some cool YouTubers, and that it was like a fun road trip with him and his friends. And so so then I'm like, or maybe it was a year ago. It was like a year or two ago. And then a few days later, I'm talking to him, and I was like, oh, man, I hate that I get a nice big paycheck, and all of it goes to my tuition. And he's like, ah, oh, I feel you, man. I'm still paying off my credit card debt. And I was like, oh, for, really? And he's like, yeah, it's from that convention I went to. I thought, huh? <laughs> You're still in debt. And he said that he racked up like three grand. Oh my God. I was thinking, dude, how do you spend that much fucking money? And keep in mind, this is a few years ago. Gas wasn't like double the price like it is right now. Like this guy took a road trip to PAX West and spent three grand and hadn't paid it off. And I'm thinking, you know, I understand create those memories with your friends. Like it, I think, you know, going to a convention is, is on the bucket list. I'd like to do it at some point. But if you're not financially capable of doing so that's why i would only go to a convention if it was in the states or something like that because you know i'm not flying to to go to a convention at that point that's too much money for me i don't want to spend a ton and truthfully i think going to a convention we don't have to break the bank break the bank to do that like if we buy our own food and not like eat out every day as long as we don't buy extravagant amounts of dream merchandise <laughs> we'll be okay <laughs> gonna have to hold me back bro but I just find that so strange that people spend so much money. I'm not trying to hate on that guy, by the way. I mean, that's his own decisions. But what I'm saying is that I think a lot of people underestimate the amount of money that you can rack up when you're not keeping track of it. And I mean, I've known that personally. When I was much younger in my teenage years, I used to get a $400 paycheck from work uh, for every two weeks or whatever. And then after like five days, I'd be like, wow, so where'd my money go? <laughs> and then you look at it and you're like oh uh mcdonald's gamestop and like you'd see that it's easy to spend money which i find ironic now because now as an adult i make more money but i spend less money and that's including the 50 percent of my expenses which are just like v bucks and, <laughs> and valorant up. skins stop <laughs> i was actually gonna tell you sorry we're, this, we're getting sidetracked but I'm going to cancel my Fortnite crew subscription. You told me this so long ago. You still haven't done it? 
No, I never. I was never planning on it. You told me like last time we played Fortnite. Oh, I, maybe I said I was thinking about it, but now I'm like definitively gonna do it because I haven't played Fortnite in like a week and a bit, and I'm, I know I'm not gonna finish the battle pass, so I think I'm gonna stop paying for it. But point being, <laughs> it's it's when you're not keeping track, and when you're a kid, especially like if you're a teenager or something i say this as if we're so old and we have so much experience but i mean even in the short few years between myself now at 21 and at 18 like i'm so much better with my money now and so and i think you just become more conscious of your money because you have enough moments in your teen years where you're like wow i spent a lot of money without realizing it and eventually you, you figure it out and i thought uh that's an interesting point to bring up and it's a uh it, it's a trap that i think some people can fall into what do you think Oh, yeah. It's like, that's just a thing in general where it can be really easy to spend money. But at like a convention, I can see why that's like a bigger issue because you're only there for so many days. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't want to, it's the fear of missing out, right? Yep. Like, you don't want to run to a position where it's like, oh man, I'm never going to be able to like get this thing like again, or at the very least, like, I will be able to get it at this price or blah, blah, blah. So people will just like panic buy it or whatever. And even if they do actually want it, yeah, like, obviously, they do want it. Mm -hmm. But it can be very easy to get swept up in the whole thing and rack up $3,000 in credit card debt. Yeah, and that, to me, is scary. Just the idea of... That's like some people are just comfortable being in debt. That's that's crazy. Like, I'll get $100 on my credit card, and I'll be like... <laughs> like <laughs> frantically transferring the money so I pay it off. <laughs> and your limit's like $1,000 or something. Yeah, my limit's like... Yeah, I think it is. I think it's two grand. And you freak out over a hundred dollars. Well, because I don't like being in debt. I don't like seeing minus whatever in my bank account. You know that's, what I mean? That's how you build credit, dude. I know that's how you build card. credit. And that's why I deal with it. But ideally, I hate being in debt. Or that's like, <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but I, I know a guy. And he was mentioning they just hadn't done his taxes from 2021 or 2022. Or sorry, 2020 and 2021. Insane. And I was like, and you know, they were due like two weeks ago, right? He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> you should stop and worrying about it. This person still hasn't done it. And I'm just thinking like, how are you chill with this? That's horrible. The two things you can't avoid in life, death and taxes. And this guy's just like, yeah, we're He's fine. He's about to get fucking both slammed on him by Mr. Trudeau. I know. I know. But anyways, I, here's, a, here's a question to, to move on. What's the best convention you think is out right now? And, and this is, let, let's widen the scope to also any online things like nintendo direct or something like that um the one i see the most like buzz about i guess it's just because the people we are i always hear people talking about too many games mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people go there like youtubers just people in general i think it's like a it's in pennsylvania or something yeah like whenever it comes around a lot of people end up going and I think I would like to go there at some point. I mean, I, I can think of somebody who would go with you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I would love to go to like something like Too Many Games. I hear great things about it, and it would be kind of cool to go at some point in my life. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I'm kind of in agreement. I, I agree with your answer entirely. There was one last thing I forgot to mention about uh, debt. And that is, what would, you, what would you do if some guy comes up to you? Like, let's say it's like some 16-year-old kid, right? And he's like, oh, Nam's Compendium, dude, I love your videos. You're such an inspiration for me. I came all the way out here just to see you. And then he's like, I spent the last of my money and I'm $1,000 in debt on the credit card just so I could come see you, bro. I love you. How would you feel? I would ask if he's joking. That doesn't sound real. And what if he's legit? Like, if he's like dead serious and it actually happened? <laughs> I don't know how I would feel. I would say, thanks, man. And I would avoid that spot for the rest of my life. Really? I don't know what I would do. What would you do? I'd fucking put my hand on his shoulder. I'd look at him and be like, hey, look at me. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, but then you're going to get canceled for looking like a weirdo. No. I don't care. Because this is, this is the thing. People think it's it's rude to tell your viewers, like, don't do something. But some, I think you got to lay down boundaries. There, there are some... Uh, for example... There's some, uh, there was this one gentleman who I will not name, uh, and this was like a few months ago, but he had told me, he was like, I'm sorry, Aqua, I can't support you on Patreon because, you know, money's tight right now. And I, I only just got my job. He was saying that he's 16. He only just got his job. And he's like, 
you know, but the moment I have a spare $5, I'll give it to you. And I got so fucking serious. I was like, don't do that. <laughs> don't give it. Please. One, don't tell me. I don't want to know. But if you do tell me, don't don't give me money. I, I don't need your money. Okay. Patreon is important for, you know, creating some sort of sustainability in case YouTube goes belly up. And yes, I, I want people to support me if they can. But if it is your last $5, don't be a fucking idiot. Okay. Don't be stupid. I don't need it. If you only have $5 left over and you've been busting your ass, spend it on yourself or save it, Pre preferably save it. But if you're going to, if you're going to get rid of it and you're already in your head, you know, you're going to get rid of it. Just give it to yourself, please. Are there any changes you would like to see to a convention that would make them better for you? The first one I can think about is put a limit on the amount of people in. Yeah. Capacity like, limit. Yeah. Capacity limit would be huge. Not only for COVID and sickness, but just like I've seen videos of conventions and it's a sea of people. And I understand that, yeah, then you get into an issue of, you know, the convention's got to make money. But at the same time, I do think that capacity limits would be uh, helpful. Yeah. And but... then you can just give VIP passes to like creators or people with panels or whatever. And give VIP passes to us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When we go to VidCon. Are... When's VidCon? I don't know. <laughs> you want to go to VidCon? No, no. If we're going to go to a convention, we got to go too many games. Yeah, we got to go too many games. Okay, okay. The thing about the capacity limit is that. People rent out buildings thinking that there's going to be a smaller turnout than what actually happens, but it turns, <laughs> as it turns out, it ends up dwarfing their expectations to the point where people are just like spilling out of the building. Like you can't even enter. Yeah. And I'm not sure what could be there to prevent that. Cause if there is a capacity limit, like they can't just make it so that they limit it to only getting enough to make the money back. Actually. And a, a pretty bad, uh, side effect that could come from that was do you remember TanaCon? oh yeah they had a capacity limit and people were waiting outside for hours in the blistering heat people got heat stroke yeah and but i don't know if that was capacity limit or if that was because of some mismanagement because that seemed like a, a shit show i think it was like the building was too small oh no but people bought tickets is it, i think that's what it was or it was i don't know point is maybe you could have an issue like that where people are like oh we'll wait and then they get each row because they're waiting so long yeah and then they actually shrivel up and die yeah they actually shrivel up like spongebob and patrick when they're at uh shell city yeah <laughs> the end of the spongebob movie yeah and they get the light shined on them we're all goofy goober now well you got something to say or what anyways yeah uh, conventions are kind of cool i guess I, there's a couple <laughs> i'd want to go to that's for sure yeah, too many games, packs, and I guess VidCon would be kind of cool. Yeah, and I guess if I could travel back in time to E3, just so I can see that old E3, so I can see when the guy at Sony, after the Sega Saturn got its price announced, he just walked on stage and just said that their price was lower, and then he walked off. <laughs> oh, oh my god, what convention was uh, your breathtaking from? Oh, that was E3, I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, can you imagine being in the crowd for that? Yeah, doesn't that guy, like, only live off of that, like, fleeting fame, though? Yep! He's the <laughs> breathtaking guy. That's all he is. It, like, that guy, all he, he sees someone say the phrase breathtaking, and he always thinks they're talking about him. It's kind of sad. I mean, that's kind of what you and me do. Anytime oh, I see somebody... to me? Yeah, anytime I see somebody talking about Assassin's Creed, I'm like, oh, they must be talking about me. Ha <laughs> ha! That's not true. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Although, <laughs> actually... Funny enough, I was uh, looking at, uh, I think it was a Grand Theft Auto subreddit, and I was reading this post about a guy who initially didn't like Grand Theft Auto, but then went back to it. And in the post, the reason he went back to it was because he's like, it was because that boy Akko made an excellent video on Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> I was like, huh? And I have no idea who he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know who made the, the big video. And then I was thinking, and so I just made this connection like a few hours ago because I was reading my comments and somebody said I sound just like Luke Stevens, uh, which I don't see the resemblance. Oh, I don't see it. I think maybe in the, uh, I guess like the tone of our voice, maybe it's different, but I think we also have very different ways, like ebbs and flows in our speaking patterns. Um, I'm thinking, what if he's the guy who made the GTA 5 video? He made a GTA 5 video five months ago. So and maybe he's the guy comment. and they got it confused. Also, some guy commented saying, hey, I loved you in General Sam's videos. And I think there are people who think that I am uh, 
Aqua FPS. Can you just say thanks? Like that's all you do. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just be say like, that you're Yo, everyone. Straight. Well, I'm so happy that finally the white light comparisons have stopped. Back back when my channel first started, there was a running gag that I was a discount white light. Um, and I don't know where that came from because we don't sound anything alike. His production value is much better than mine, and his videos are far better written than mine. But for some reason, that was a thing. And I guess now the new one is now I'm a Luke Stevens ripoff. Hey, wait a minute. Wasn't there some guy who thought that you were Marsh? Oh, yeah. I was on Adam's live stream and like four people just thought I was Marsh. And I have no idea why we don't sound anything alike at all. There was an, <laughs> some <laughs> another Reddit comment. Some guy said that I inspired him to make a Persona 4 challenge run based off my own challenge run. And I'm sitting here like. <laughs> I, I never did that. <laughs> like, you're thinking of someone else, bro. <laughs> but that's... I don't want to shoot him down, though. Like, I appreciate the compliment. Because I think... Yeah, whenever I get comments like that, I just don't respond. Because I don't want to make him feel stupid. Like, uh, there was this guy who said, Yo, Aqua, I would love it if you made a video on Assassin's Creed 1. And I responded and said, uh, Lol, I already made that video a... Uh, like, a year and a bit ago. And then they just responded with, Oh, dot, dot, dot. <clears throat> I'm like, Oh, did I... Like, maybe they read it as me, like, shaming them for not for uh, not knowing. So, I, I don't know. Actually, the thing that pissed me off the most is uh, the amount of comments I've gotten asking me to do a Mirror's Edge Catalyst video. <laughs> because that video famously flopped on my channel a year ago. And uh, people are like, yeah, bro, make a Catalyst video. And I already fucking did it. Oh, I hate it. Anyways, that's all I have to say about conventions and a million other things. Yeah, um, so tomorrow we're going to book our tickets, go to Pennsylvania, and stake out till they reopen to minigames. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna sit there early, we're going to get our first tickets, we're going to get heat stroke. Mm -hmm. We are going to die in each other's arms. We're going to rack up $100,000 in debt. In the first day. In the first day. I'm going to buy my, my dream hoodie. Anyways, thank you once again to everyone for tuning in, and we can't wait to post more episodes. Sorry about the delay. That was mostly on my end. I've been very busy. So yes. hopefully we can get more out soon. Yes. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Yes. Have a good one.